As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, how are you on this incredible day? Well, I had a pretty adventurous week last week. I'm not going to go into all the nitty gritty details, but let's just say life happens. Life happens to all of us. It happens to you. It happens to me. It happens to my clients. It happens to your clients. Life happens unexpectedly, right? It's just not predictable what's going to go down. And every time that life seems to throw you lemons or smack you upside the head or throw you a curveball, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to really examine your thoughts, to examine how you relate to yourself, how you relate to your emotions. It gives you an opportunity to examine how you relate to other people, whether it is immediate family members, distant family members, friends, uh, business colleagues, partners, clients, um, and just people in general, men, women, doesn't matter. How are you relating to other people? How are you relating to yourself? As business owners, when life happens, right? Like as business owners, there are things that are going on unexpectedly in, in the business as a leader, as a business owner. There are also things happening in life, in the life category, especially if you're a parent, especially if you um, have a spouse, you're a husband or a wife, there's just a lot that could occur in the daily life of an entrepreneur. So uh, last week, so by the time you're listening to this uh, two weeks ago, so this um, this episode is being released on Friday, August the 19th, I believe, which is a Friday. So two weeks ago on Friday from the date of this podcast, my parents drove from North Carolina to Florida and brought our daughter Brighton back. So every summer Brighton stays with her grandparents two different times in the summertime for two weeks each. And sometimes they fly her back and sometimes they drive her back. And for whatever reason, they typically, my mom just flies her, comes here, picks her up, flies her back. And then when she brings her back home, she flies her here. And then a day or two later, she turns around and flies back. And so this time she goes, well, me and your dad are going to, we're just going to drive down. We don't want to fly, you know, craziness with all the flights being canceled and all that stuff. And I'm not really sure why they decided to drive, but they did. And so that was a Friday. They arrived around 5 p.m. in the afternoon. And then Saturday night around 11 o'clock. I ended up taking my dad to the emergency room. Luckily, we live about a two-minute drive from the hospital. It's the same hospital Sean went to when he had his heart attack a year ago. And in fact, Sean's anniversary for his heart attack was the exact same day that his one-year anniversary was the exact same day that I took my dad to the emergency room. So I take my dad. We know exactly what's going on. So just to give you a little backstory, in the late 90s, I think it was 1999, 
my dad fell from a pole. Um, he worked for the power and light company his entire career as a lineman. He fell from a pole, fell into like onto the curb in a parking lot. And he had a lot of internal damage and internal bleeding. So uh, he had surgery on a spleen. They didn't remove it. They repaired it. That created a lot of scar tissue. So two weeks ago, when I took him to the emergency room, it was a 15th time in the last 22 years that he has had an intestinal obstruction, which is a result of the scar tissue. No one's ever been able to tell him why it happens, how to fix it, how to prevent it, nothing. Basically, he goes into uh, the emergency room. They follow the exact same procedure every single time. The fastest he's ever gotten out is six hours. The longest he'd ever stayed, like absolute longest was two and a half days for it to resolve itself. Typically, it always does. So it happened while he was here, unfortunately. So I took him to the emergency room. I was there until about 4, 4.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then he ended up staying in the hospital and didn't get released until Friday. So he was there for almost, he was there for six days. And when you have an intestinal obstruction, you, the way that you resolve that is they pump your stomach. So you have a tube down your nose, it goes into your stomach and they're just pumping everything out of there. And, uh, you, which means you also cannot drink a liquid. You can't even drink water and you also cannot eat food. So he went no water, no liquids, no food for a solid five days. My dad also has a sleep disorder and he takes medication to sleep, which he wasn't being given there. So he also didn't sleep, which I think was probably the worst part. You go six days and you don't sleep and you don't eat like you are losing your marbles. So um, he also just felt really uncomfortable because it's new doctors, new surgeon, new hospital. The other 14 times this had happened, he was at the same place, seeing the same people. And it was in his home state, in his hometown, in his backyard. So there were just a whole lot of variables. And then my mom is here. And you know, as a family, you're navigating this. We really did think it was going to, for a moment, we thought, wow, this could really go in the direction of surgery, which we did not want him to have. Uh, and, um, anyway, didn't have to have surgery. It, it finally resolved itself. He had some solid foods for the first time, uh, on Friday after being admitted on a Saturday. And then I drove my parents, I drove their car and them back up to North Carolina on Saturday. Cause my dad was in no condition to do that. And book myself a flight to come back to Florida the very next morning on Sunday morning. So, I, you know, I spent every single day, not all day, but I would do my work that needed to be done for the day. And I would go to the hospital in the afternoon. I think the shortest I stayed one day was about an hour and 15 minutes because I also had a middle school parent meeting to go to for Brighton. And then a couple of days I would stay for two hours or two and a half or three and I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot of lessons in that process. It gave me an opportunity to observe my own emotions and feelings. I was presented with the opportunity to observe my thoughts around my dad, around my mom, around my upbringing, around being a business owner when something like this happens. I got to observe myself in relationship with my dad, my relationship with my mom, my relationship with myself, my own family, my husband and my daughter relationship with that you're having with the nurses in the room, with the surgeon that you're talking to. And it was, it was a really, really phenomenal opportunity for me, which it is for all of us in how are you going to show up when that occurs? 
how are you going to navigate those experiences? And you, you get to make the choices on the thoughts that you are going to think. And this is something that I was also talking to my dad about, you know, visualizing and thinking about what was really going on with his body and thinking about how he could think his way into healing his own body and getting out of that hospital faster. And to a degree, I, I do believe that it helped him tremendously. Um, you know, being super honest, I feel like I up-leveled multiple levels last week. I mean, multiple. I had my moments. I had my moment where I cried for a good 10 minutes because it did get to like one day was, we just had like a pretty scary day one day. And, you know, my parents are in their seventies. I'm in my, I'm 40. And this is a time when you do start to think about as a child that your parents are not going to be here forever. I still think my parents are going to live forever and they're never going to leave, but you do start thinking about it in a very different way. And it would bring on waves of grief and which is fine. And I also know that staying in that place was not going to serve me, him, or my mom or my family. And life has to go on. Business has to go on. And I really focused on taking amazing care of myself, going to the gym every day, eating healthy, drinking enough water, spending time with my family, and doing only what needed to get done in the business. And just observing this feeling of resiliency and choosing that, choosing to bounce back, choosing to stay positive, choosing to realize that it is absolutely necessary for us as leaders to share our voices, to be visible, to share our message in the most bold way possible, the most bold way possible. You know, as leaders, we must be standing on the mountaintop, speaking out to people from that vantage point, not whispering to people in the valley. So I learned a whole lot of lessons. Uh, It's not even what this episode is about, by the way, but, you know, I'd like to keep it real and let you know what's going on in my world. It certainly isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And things happen, things happen. Um, And they could be the jumping off point of what's next for us and me and you. And I really do believe that last week was the jumping off point. You know, I've, I've not been shy about sharing about what the last year has looked like for me from pivoting to pausing to reigniting my passion. I have a brand new business partner for a particular business venture. I have a new consulting offer working with business owners who have a million dollar group program already in place, focusing on client retention and group program leadership. There's just been a lot of change and transformation and growth and transition for me over the last year and a lot of lessons to learn. And last week really took me to a whole new level. So that's what's been going on here. Um, And in the name of transition, um, I want to talk about I want to talk about client retention and client experience today. And this idea 
I truly believe this, that the very last standing brand differentiator that any of us have access to that is still in existence today, I truly believe it's the only one and it's the last one. And that is client experience, especially in the online expert coaching, consulting, transformational, personal, and professional development spaces. For years, there has been conversation about the industry not being regulated, about people who just go take a program and turn around and and have incredible marketing. I will never take that away from anybody. Um, Also, marketing's not evil. Marketing's not bad. It could be used to manipulate, but it's not the bad guy here. There's just been so much conversation around people being burned in programs, people investing tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars and not being any further along. Uh, I, I can't, I'm always shocked when I hear that people are in programs and the coach doesn't even show up for the calls, for the group calls. Like that one still blows my mind. I can't believe people actually do that. So I'm not talking about like the scam artists that are out there. I'm just talking about everyday people like us, you know, everyday people, you buy their $15,000 program and it's just not what you thought you were getting. But, but back to this brand differentiator in 2022 and throughout the remainder of this decade, What is going to keep you and me and any of us in business, it is your ability to provide a red carpet client experience and world-class customer service, which leads to client retention, raving fans, loyalty in your client base, much greater and long-lasting client results, renewals, resells, referrals, and it also boost your reputation. I think people are really going to rise to the occasion. And then I think a lot of people are going to fall off and die in this industry and they're going to close up shop. And they're either going to have to come and work for others in the industry, which is totally fine. You can be an entrepreneur or they're going to have to do something else. But this marketing and visibility and doing video versus posts or just changing your messaging or positioning it's no longer the differentiator. It just, it's not going to work anymore. The marketplace is way too sophisticated for that and they know what they want. And they can also sniff out uh, a liar. They can sniff out a cheat. They can sniff out someone who is out of alignment with integrity really, really fast at this point. So losing clients is a much bigger threat than a program launch that unexpectedly produces lackluster results. Despite spending years building your skills in the areas of sales, marketing, and lead generation, hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in mentors, coaching programs, team members, paid advertising, and thousands of hours building relationships to acquire new clients, there's a staggering statistic, and that is that most online business owners see between a 20 to 70% drop-off in their existing client base, which means their clients stop showing up, stop consuming the program they purchased, no longer engage, which means they no longer see value in your program because they're not using it, which means they're not getting the results. And then they do not renew. They do not stay for another round. They do not join one of your other offers that you have. And they just go find somebody else to buy from. It's not that they stop spending their money. They oh, they keep spending their money. They keep investing. They keep investing, but they go invest elsewhere 
And what people are looking for, yes, is results, but what they're looking for is a, is a particular client experience. So 20, imagine that 20 to 70% of clients are leaving the coaching programs that they're in. So you, my friend, are more than likely experiencing a 20 to 70% drop-off. Those clients are never returning. 20 to 70% of them are never returning. Imagine if you could increase your client retention just by 20%, how that would change your profit. We're really going to talk about profit these days, right? Revenue is one thing, but profit is what is... Your business is the vehicle to provide you with the profit that is required for you to reach whatever your personal goals are. So let's talk about these 20 to 70% of clients leaving. On occasion, what will happen? This doesn't happen that often, but on occasion, the client disappearing act occurs in the form of a broken contract, which means they like leave the program and you stop charging them or a canceled credit card. And some people are like, well, if I'm not getting anything out of the program and I'm not showing up, I'm just going to tell my bank to not run this charge. And then you can fight that. Lots of times you don't win. I mean, sometimes you could, but more than likely you won't. Other times the client just stops showing up. They stop showing up. They stop consuming your content. They don't go into the membership portal. They stop coming to the group calls. They don't ask questions. They're not engaging with you, your team, or any of the other clients. They're not, they're not doing, they're not, they're, it's literally like they're not in the program, even though they're still paying, they're still making their monthly payments. Either way, either one of these camps, these clients never return to do business with you again in the future, which is a really big problem because client acquisition is seven times more expensive than keeping a client, keeping a client for years. So uh, uh, quite a few years ago, I started this in 2013, all the way through the end of 2016, I was the director of client experience and success for a large-scale coaching company. And we ran year-long coaching programs. So we would have a year-long flagship group coaching program, and then we would have higher-level business and coaching masterminds. And then we sold other live courses that were like eight weeks long which I didn't have much to do with those. I ran the big group programs. And for our big flagship group program, our membership roster would hover around like 250 to 300 people at a time. And I noticed a really fascinating pattern. Right around the 90-day mark of a 12-month program. So right around three months in or 90 days of a 12-month long program, we experienced a very significant drop-off in client show-up rates, meaning clients aren't showing up to the Q&A calls. They're not engaging with and in the program. They're not going into the membership portal to complete the modules. They're not submitting their completed work to be checked. They are not getting support from any aspect of the program. For all we know, like this person, it's, it's almost as if they don't exist anymore which means they're not consuming any of your training. And that in turn means they're not implementing what you're teaching, which means they're not getting the result that you promised in your program. Therefore, that client believes it's not valuable, or at least it's not valuable for them. Okay, oddly enough, so I would see this first drop off 90 days in, and it was significant. It was measurable. It was alarming. 
and this is like out of two to 300 people, then I would see a second drop off again, 90 days later, around month six in the program. It usually wasn't as many people though, but it was still measurably significant. At the time, this particular program that I ran, part of the deliverable included four in-person two-day live events. We would host a live event about every 90 days. The program ran January to December. And so we would have a live event in March, another one in like June, another one in September. And then our final one would be the very beginning of December before the holidays. And we traveled the world for these events. I remember going to Sydney, Australia twice. We went to Florence, Italy twice. I think I went to Paris three times. Um, And then of course we would do LA and Miami. So naturally, when you have live events, and these were for the paying clients, right? Only paying clients in the program were attending these events. So of course, you're always going to have your largest attendance at your first live event. It's within the first 90 days. People are gung-ho. If anybody had sort of started to drift, they still would come to that live event because Live events, people really do feel like, you know, I can pretty much get my money's worth just by coming to one of the live events. So you're always going to have the most people come to the first one. They've got the money for the travel, the hotels. And then naturally you see fewer people come to event two and you see even fewer people come to event three. That's pretty normal. That's kind of human behavior. You're just not going to see the same numbers at event two and three that you do in number event number one. But miraculously, by the end of the program, Many of the people that I mentioned who would drift away 90 days in and then six months in, they basically like fell off the wagon between somewhere between months three and nine of the program. They would still show up to the final live event. So we would have a packed house again at the very last event, which was at the very end of this 12 month long program. It all, it literally felt like a family reunion. It was so exciting to see the faces that we had not been seeing on Q and a calls on zoom calls. We hadn't been hearing them or, you know, they just weren't around anymore, but the members who drifted during the program yet still showed up to that final live event. They were not the members renewing to return a second year or join another program that we were offering. Why was that happening? Because by the end of the program, it was too late to attempt to bring back many of the members who drifted early on in the program. You're basically waiting too long if you're waiting until the second half of the program to try to give someone this incredible client experience and retain them. Because a client is making their decision in the first 90 days of working with you in your group, your mastermind, your certification, whatever it is you're offering, they decide in the first 90 days whether or not they're going to remain a loyal client of yours or they're going to exit stage left when the program is complete. Meaning they're not going to renew. They're not going to give you any more money. They're not going to do business with you. So most of them will decide within the first 90 days, which means if their decision is I'm probably not going to renew, they may not even show up. You may not see them ever again after day 90, unless you have a client retention plan in place. Trust me, when we had clients who we would consider drifters all show up to this final live event, we tried. We did our best to try to get them to come back and do the program again because they needed to do it again because they didn't really do it the first time. So between the moment that they had checked out mentally, though, and the moment they attended that final live event, they'd already decided what to do next. 
And it certainly wasn't to become a raving fan or loyal client, even though they had a great time at that live event and they were really glad that they came. So over the next couple of years, after I noticed this phenomenon, I made it my mission to determine why the first big drop-off in large-scale group programs or certification, memberships, masterminds occurs around the 90-day mark and how to prevent it from happening at such a high rate. I realized really early on that a company would struggle to grow beyond like a million dollars if the drop-off rate was high in their programs, no matter how successful the company was at program launches and making the initial sale or acquiring that client initially. It didn't matter. So it didn't matter how good the business owner was at acquiring clients and closing sales if they were not able to retain their clients even better than they acquired them. The true lasting path to profitability, that's a really important word here, is building client relationships for life. That's simply just a different perspective, right? So in order for you to get on board with the importance of client experience, client success, and client retention, it starts by thinking different thoughts. And the first thought I want you to adopt is this. The true lasting path to profitability is building client relationships for life. It's not just being a great launcher and being a great marketer and being great at lead gen and sales. It's the true lasting path to profitability is building client relationships for life. So the good news here is that it's easier than you might think to generate long-term loyalty with your clients. Um, When I work with company owners who have reached the point of being able to truly scale, which in my opinion and business philosophy, you're not even scaling. You're not even really, you can't even really have that conversation until until your business is generating about a million dollars a year. You're not truly hitting any kind of scale level until you've reached that point. And even at that point, it's not truly scaled. Now you can start scaling. Once you've hit a million with the actual program, now you can really start to scale. So when I work with company owners who have gotten to that point, I show them exactly what to do during the first 90 days of the member experience so that they increase their retention rates and they reduce the number of clients who end up being drifters. Client experience and success is absolutely 100% the ultimate catalyst for making your brand stand out. So this is another thought that I want you to shift in your mind. Client experience and client success is the ultimate catalyst for making your brand stand out. I believe it's the last brand differentiator on the frontier. Like it's everything else is gone. Everything else is gone. You know trying to look different in your photos, uh, not going to work anymore. Um, trying to be more vulnerable, not going to work anymore. Changing your message, like just saying what everybody else is saying, but in a different, unique way, it's not going to work anymore. Just positioning yourself differently, it's not going to work anymore. You know, we can go down that whole list. Client experience and client success is the ultimate catalyst for making your brand stand out in 2022 and for the remainder of this decade. And you either get on board with it and you thrive and you win and you become best in class, you become world-class, you become the leader in your space, or 
you keep struggling and you keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And you literally feel like you're crabs in a bucket and you're being pulled down by all the other crabs. You will continue to feel that way. Implementing client retention techniques throughout the entire client journey, not just the acquisition phase, is the absolute best gift you can give your clients, your business, your team, and to yourself. By learning how to truly care for your clients, you will dramatically improve your bottom line. You will dramatically improve your profitability. And profitability, it's what's connected to your ability to build long-term generational wealth. If there's no profit, then you're basically making money to pay your for your lifestyle that you currently have, pay your business expenses and pay your taxes, but there's nothing left over. So there's nothing left over to invest in real estate. There's nothing left over to invest in other businesses. There's nothing left over if you want to get into day trading. There's nothing left over if you want to buy other businesses. There's nothing left over if you want to be an investor. There's nothing left over if you want to buy land. There's nothing left over if you want to start a nonprofit. There's nothing left over if you want to contribute to scholarships or start one yourself. There's nothing left over. If you've got your salary to pay your lifestyle and you've got your business expenses to pay for business expenses and to run the business and grow the business, and then you're paying your taxes, what's left over? There's no profit left over. And so what we're talking about here is significantly going to impact your profit. So caring for your clients is about more than delivering what you promised. It's about understanding the adult learner, making learning accommodations for various types of processors, and navigating the emotional pathway your client experiences in each phase of their client journey. And when I say client journey, that is from the point of someone in your audience becoming aware of you, recognizing they have a problem, buying from you. And then there's six more phases, emotional phases they go through once they become an actual client, which no one's talking about. No one's talking about that. Everybody's talking about the marketing and the sales side of the business, but nobody's talking about, well, what is the client going through on the client experience side, which we're now shining a big light on. So there's more to uh, the client experience and then what you promised. So if you're someone who realizes and you believe that customer experience is the last true brand differentiator, and you're wondering how you can differentiate your business in a sustainable market saturation proof way, then my client retention and group program leadership consulting is perfect for you. Together, we'll create an actionable playbook to lead your clients to loyalty and take your business to the next level. So many business owners make the mistake of focusing all of their resources on marketing and sales or quote unquote, getting the next client. Instead, my approach is to focus on keeping the clients you already have. When you treat your clients with the love, trust, respect, and consideration they deserve, they will pay you back with loyalty and a willingness to share their great experience with others. So if you're listening to this and you're a seasoned business owner, with a leveraged program, so a group program, a certification, a membership, a mastermind that already generates $1 million annually or more, 
and you want to create an exceptional client experience within weeks so that you can truly scale without burning out while being able to remove yourself from about 70 to 80% of client delivery and day-to-day operations. This is really going to give you true scalability and sustainability power. It's going to build brand and reputation. It's going to catapult you beyond, beyond everybody else who is clamoring to generate clients and, and create this incredible business in your field then reach out to me. You can reach out to me at info at structuredfreedom.com and send me an email. Uh, I will send you the details of how I work with clients in a consulting way. I'll share with you what my four-step process looks like. And uh, the fun part is we get to do this in person. We get to do a portion of this in person here in Florida right outside of the Tampa area. So I either take people to St. Pete Beach or we go to Sarasota or the Tampa area or Clearwater Beach and you stay in a wonderful hotel for a couple of days and we get together in person. But there's that's just the in, that's just the in-person phase. There's some pre-in-person parts to this and also some post-in-person parts to this. But ultimately, we map out your entire 90-day client retention plan, which includes your onboarding process, your client roadmap, how your team is involved with working with your clients, your customer service experience. And our goal is to increase your client retention back up to the 60, 70, 80% range. So if that is something that is really speaking to you and you're on board with this idea that the last brand differentiator in existence today is client experience, customer service, and client success, then you may be a really great candidate for us to work together in this particular manner. So send me an email at info at structuredfreedom.com. You'll also see that in the show notes below. And I'll also just uh, put my website in here. I'll put the link that goes directly to the information page about the consulting, and you can go check that out too. I have a few more spots available as we close out the summer and enter into the fall. So uh, get yourself on my calendar and let's have a conversation. I hope this episode today was very eye-opening and enlightening for you. If you loved what you heard today, I would appreciate it if you left us a wonderful review and shared what value you gained from today's conversation. And if you have colleagues, peers, or friends in the space who could really benefit from hearing this information today, go ahead and share this episode out so that we can get this information into the hands and ears, minds, and hearts of other really incredible entrepreneurs just like you. Until next time, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.